Good afternoon, everyone. We're here with the M Squared Podcast. We have our host, Dan Ryan, from the Style Media Group, Mike Linfield with Techie Geek, Anthony Rapachulo with PR Sizzing, and our guest for the afternoon, Anthony Wilkinson from Avenue Art Center and the creator of the Big My Big Gay Italian Franchise. That only took three takes. <laughs> <laughs> that was nicely done. Mike, you nailed it. Uh, so welcome to M Squared, Anthony. Thank you. Uh, we have created this podcast to really talk about the different brands that have been built and created out of Staten Island. Uh, you have a legendary brand that is known worldwide. Um, so we'd love to talk to you about the history of how you built up that brand and also the significance of of how, how do you individualize yourself and, and really stand out and make yourself different and then also how you've throughout your career transitioned to running the evanel performing arts center mm -hmm. yeah so well um well it started really a long time ago when i was uh in college i started as a intern i went one life to live so i was on a soap opera back when i was 19 years old and i always my de my degree from nyu though was for theater so i always wanted to do theater really wanted to go into theater, but I knew the soaps at that time were a better angle because there was more money to be made. And plus there was a chance at a full-time job. So I did get a full-time job there and I worked my way up to an associate director. And then, but then while I had that job, I was doing shows on the side. So I wrote one of my first shows when I was in my early twenties and it was a gay spinoff of Greece. And we did it uh, because it involved rights issues i had to do it for charity so i did that for years for charity but that really helped me get my feet wet in producing and doing shows so i actually did them in fire island i did them in brooklyn Long island so it was a really fun experience and that's what i knew i wanted to continue this so a lot of different stage work over the years right? yeah. like you've done yeah. comedy you've done all different all different stuff yeah but mostly my, my area is comedy so um so then uh when i was in probably i was in my early 20s still and you know, gay marriage wasn't even a topic at that point. It was no one was really discussing it. So it was more my fantasy of having this wedding. So it wasn't a political topic. It wasn't really a big deal. So I wrote my big gay Italian wedding. And it was really more, I had just met someone and it was this idea of how would my family react? What would the wedding be like? The Italian family, you know, doing like, and I'm picturing because I had went to so many weddings at Russo's on the Bay and all that. And I was like, what would this be like? So I penned that and it just took off. But after a year of and a half in the village, I realized I had to go back to my day job. So I went back to my day job and I had, I, and then I did another show called Boys Just Want to Have Fun, which was, which ran for about a year in the village. And then after that, it was about 2009 and the soaps really started to take a turn south. And we knew we had hit the iceberg, like One Life to Live only had if a year or two left, if we were lucky. And um, so I knew I had to start thinking of something else. And I was going to put up another show. And then the people from the Off-Broadway Alliance called me and they said, look, before someone else steals this, you need to bring back Big Gay Italian Wedding because now it was a hot topic. That's when it became a big thing. It was starting to get passed in states and it was a big political topic for that election year and uh he said they said this is the time we get a lot of publicity from this and sure enough we I, I did that and then the second we opened we started getting major exposure a lot of celebrities wanted to come and officiate the wedding 
to show their support for gay marriage, to show that they were part of something bigger and to get free press from it. So that we were on GMA, we were on all kinds of talking shows, and it, and it was, it, and then it took off. And now then, now you've really made it, and you've ended up here on M Square. That's it. That's, that's it. Hey, now you That's it. Cut. So, uh, usually when we're talking and going back and forth, we try to talk about a different, a couple different topics too that all relate back to the community and things like that. Um, rap usually has his rant of the day. I'll let my rants go. I have a question instead, so you can go ahead. Go ahead. I could go on to do the question now. Sure. One of my, well, it's not really a question. One of my comments, as Dan said, is we always bring it back to the community. Mm -hmm. So one of the things as an outsider looking in that I always felt that you did was that that was extremely powerful mm -hmm. when the show was coming up was you would invite Staten Island people to be a part of the show. Yes. And so could you talk a little bit about that idea? Sure. Because I remember... Everyone from Angelina's to, I mean, everyone. Being I, in I, the I, show, you mean? You were in the show. I didn't know you were in the show. I was an officiate. I didn't know that. But, but that's been a big part of, sure. in my opinion, the marketing and the brand community. It, it goes back to um, when I was working with uh, the Trevor Project, which is my charity, which is uh, for anti-bullying. And um, we we were sitting around one time and, and, and we said we said, like, there were a lot of people who were figure so, so it started with the celebrities. Like I said, with the celebrities wanted to be the ones to officiate the wedding, and they wanted some. Well, Angelina is a celebrity in her own right. Absolutely. Tell her no, oh, no. I mean, she is a celebrity. I mean, she's a very honest. big celebrity. Yeah. Angelina was right. supposed to jump up. There you go. But then I think a lot. We realized it, there was two sides to this. Number one, from um, a ticket selling point, if you get somebody who owns a restaurant or who has some sort of following within their own line, and they officiate the wedding. It's they're going to bring they're going to sell out the theater. So that was the first marketing strategy. But from their point of view, it was the same kind of thing. They also wanted to show their support and show their community that they supported gay marriage. So when I went out, so I went and I got high school principals from the island. I got um, hairdress people owned hair salons, a lot of restaurant owners, just anybody who wanted to publicly state they supported gay marriage and wanted to the exposure, but most of them did it a, for, a, a to show support, and B, they really just enjoyed the experience to say they were a for it. Like, they, oh my God, they were right. like, I mean, people would be backstage going, I can't believe I'm in like- But it's Michelle a really not marketing tactic. Yeah, it's it was. a brilliant- Thank you. It's a great marketing tactic, but, and he said he wanted to use it to help sell a theater. Yeah. So why'd you invite this? <laughs> <laughs> are we are we now willing to uh, uh, now he's jealous that's are we now willing to compromise tickets the Style Media Group uh, gave a hundred tickets and everybody from the Staten Island Ambience came to see him Shane was giving away his subscribers that's right that's our live experience he's very popular so well your show the franchise it's going into its 20th year right mm -hmm. I mean that's that's a staying that's, power especially yeah, it be going into its 20th year you're only 30 years old God bless you no thank you <laughs> 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 no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm 46. Yeah, so uh, so you're gonna look. Uh, thank you. Thank you. 20, Dan looks 46. <laughs> I look I look older than 46. <laughs> you see? <laughs> no, seriously, staying power for a stage act, a stage show to yeah. go more than a couple seasons. Yeah, and we're, a lot. Right? It is a lot. We're actually doing the uh, so a lot of people still license the wedding. It's been a movie now. Um, it's, it was an Italian film. It was made in Italy. So it's in Italian, but it's, you could watch it on Amazon. It has English uh, subtitles. Um, so, but people still license the play. So this year is actually the 20th anniversary. 
So I actually signed with Ocean Casino this year for uh, three shows. So we're doing the Midlife Crisis in April, but then October 7th, we're doing My Big Gay Italian Wedding, the 20th anniversary special edition. So I'm going to try to get a very special guest officiant. I'll do it. <laughs> Mike's available. I, I told you. Which is funny. Well, Mike's available. Let me check my down. We can make that work. I was going to ask. I didn't know how. He's going to show up in his Spider-Man pajamas. <laughs> the feedy pajamas. I saw it. And then we're going to get, um, I'm going to try to get some of the like original cast members back and, and have some fun with it. So people who have, because the show had almost like a Rocky Horror following. Yeah. Where people would come every week. I had people who would come, like, who saw the show a hundred times it, because it had that. Hilarious. It was fun. Well, it was funny, but it was also, there was some interaction, so it was always a little different, and people would love that. They would just come and, they would come see it all the time. Oh, so you interact with the audience? It, when we were in the city, we did more so, because when we were, not in the casino, okay. because it's too big of a venue, but the, with the off-Broadway St. Luke's Theater was like 200 seats, so it was a little easier. We were to walk through the aisles do some stuff with the audience. We used to bring people up to the Teller and the chicken dance and all that stuff. So there was some interaction. So how does, like, so we're going to jump into that because that's one thing I'm always, you know, thankfully I, I get some good seats at the St. George Theater. Yeah. And then I see people and the acts coming down. I'm like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> as much as I am an outrovert and extrovert and I like to be in the a limelight, I don't want, I want to be on my own power when i decide not dragged into right. something right so i sit there so do you have any horror stories where you pulled someone up oh, and it was a disaster god i have so many um <laughs> i mean i mean there's been a few that where i pulled somebody up um well not off my head but i mean there's been some horror stories where people were like in the i had i had two fist fights break out in the middle of a show but we had to stop the show. I had one guy who went nuts on on, on the phone, screaming at his wife or whatever, on the phone. In the middle of the show. In the middle of the show. Um, <laughs> I had that experience. He was a Staten Islander, probably, yes, right? Yes, <laughs> Of course. And then I, Always were Staten Islander. He was probably one of Dan's guests. I had one special guest. I had a few special guests who just didn't, who choked, who just choked. Um, some were better than others. I think uh, Moss choked, if I'm not mistaken. Moss was Moss I, I think he choked. Yeah, oh, I he think choked. he choked. Yeah, he choked. He choked. It. But not he to did. the point where he didn't get on stage. No, no. I had one that like left. Oh, yeah, no, that absolutely left because he couldn't. He just freaked out. He just totally I mean, Moss choked. Mm -hmm. He's in a pharmacy all the time. He's, yeah, he's he's excellent at. It. He's the best. How could he choke? He did choke. Yeah, he did choke. I'm trying to remember, but I know he did. I Why he, he told he me nervous. about it when he got off. He got nervous at the setting. Right. Why is the like? Are you are you not scripted when you're there? Is it? Is it? it? You're scripted. Yeah. So he, no, but he can't read. It's hard for him to digest <laughs> it. Yeah. Unless I give it to him, he doesn't really understand. Right. So if you have, I think now, I think maybe for the 20th anniversary, you need to have Massimo come back and you be standing behind him. Make like, sure he knows what he's doing. Just whisper. Uh, we'll get him an FBI. Right. Like, he did, yeah, but well, he was at the wedding. He did the uh, the funeral. But I created a special guest spot for all, the, all four shows. So it's wedding, uh, funeral, midlife crisis, Christmas. So all four of them have, a, I've created a special guest spot because it works really well. Um, I've, I've tried to make it as easy. Some people are just naturals at it and they love it and they, they, they have an act because the people I'm picking are people who are, have some sort of business in hospitality, let's just say. So, so if you own a restaurant, if you own a hair salon, if you own a whatever, any kind of business like that, you have to have some people skills and you have to be somewhat interactive. You can't be that introverted to 
do what I'm making do. So um, some people I was actually able to really help them find this the talent that they have and they would get, they were really good. Some monsters I created <laughs> um, that they think now they want to go on Broadway, which was fun. There was a few of those. Uh, and then and then there were just some people who choked and hated it and said, thank you for the experience. I'll never do this again. So I, I had a very, very mixed bag, but everybody, it was ov overall successful and still successful. So I still continue to do it in the casino. But now what I do in the casino is, um, since we're doing the shows pretty much only, the ones I'm producing are only in the casinos, we use the casino hosts. So there's two casino hosts like Ed Ocean who are very popular with uh, who are, are the, the top slot hosts. And this show, because it gears more towards um, women, more so than gay men, it definitely gears towards more slot players. So most of the people who come to my shows are slot players. So we took the two top slot hosts and we gave them a cameo and now they put it out to all their customers. And of course, everybody needs an excuse to go to Atlantic City. So it's like, oh my God, I got to go support my house. He's in the show. So that actually really helped. More brilliant marketing. <laughs> so now wait, that was your idea, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I love driving over the Outer Bridge. Yeah. And like every other month I'm seeing you, I'm like, oh, I know Anthony. There's Anthony in, in another show. Yeah. So it must be successful that they, I, it keeps coming back. Well, the marketing and advertising team, um, they have... Uh, they put the billboard up there on the outer bridge. They 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 were the ones who put the first one up, which I think was Christmas. And they said, we're going to put it on the outer bridge because we feel like most people on Staten Island know you and your family. So that's going to be a good market. Plus, Staten Island is a big market for Atlantic City. So they said, let's do the outer bridge. Let's see how it does. And I guess from all the feedback that they got, a lot of people, when they went online or they said, oh, we saw the, we saw the billboard, we saw the billboard, we saw the billboard. So now they just, every show that I do, they can keep putting it up. Now, do they track the return? Like, do you, are you in that deep involved? Like, do they know how many ticket sales are coming by have, that billboard? They know how many are coming from Staten Island. So that's what's, that. I mean, they can't sit there and say, how, you know, they don't go up to 3,000 people and say, well, man, how'd you hear about the show? But they can look at the demographics and say, oh, okay, a lot of these people are from Staten Island. This clearly worked. So, um, but I'm anti billboard. Anyone I talk to, I'm always anti billboard. But in your case, it's yeah. perfect because that's more of a branding experience, yeah. I would say. Yeah. In other words, it doesn't need to lead to a, a, a click, it doesn't right. need to lead to something. In that case, they're smart enough to know that everyone knows your face, right? Mm -hmm. Staten Island knows you. Mm -hmm. And then when they see you, they're going to go. So I think that's a wise investment. If right. it wasn't your face on the billboard, right. I'd be dead against it. Because okay. I would say you could spend $10,000 or half of that budget. Or yeah. even a third of that budget, yeah, more effectively, yeah. But in your case, it it's. Brilliant. I agree. It I agree. And I, to to what I know of the, I believe they own or lease, at like probably like thirty billboards at least in the tri-state area between the Gothels, the the Gothels Bridge, the Outer Bridge, the Turnpike, the Expressway, whatever. So they have all of these. So they just so their marketing and advertising team basically says, okay, let's put this up here, let's put that up there. So they kind of switch them around. So it yeah. really works for the casino. The only thing and I, would, I agree with you because I'm not a big billboard person. The only thing I would recommend is I really picture on that billboard, like the old style billboard with your hand waving. It should definitely be like a <laughs> motorized hand just waving as everyone's leaving Staten Island. Yeah. Well, once you get to the other side of that billboard, yeah. tell us about Avenel. Oh, Avenel Performing Arts Center. So I started there. Uh, it was about 2000. Uh, Wait, six years, so, so okay, so whatever that year that was. And um, so I was doing midlife crisis in the city, and, you know, it just got to a point where I felt like 
I needed something back to going a little stable again. So I wasn't sure I was toying with the idea. I was only doing one or two performances a week. So, um, and I was doing fine and I was living in this city and it was all good. But then the mayor of Woodbridge approached me and said, well, we're doing, we're, you know, opening a performing arts center. We're building it from scratch and we want you to come be the executive director of the development. So at first I was like, you know, he's like, he's like, I wanted to know what the deal was, but, um, the thought at first of moving to Jersey was like, but then I really, when I saw what they had planned and from an economic development standpoint, what they were planning to do with this theater, it seemed like a great challenge. And just it feel, it felt like the next step in my career, actually. It's like now I could take this 20, you know, years of theater experience and actually put it into um, discovering shows, putting shows together and uh, scouting shows and then knowing what to do to make them work. So it felt like the right decision. And it still feels like it. I've been there now six years and it's 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 been an incredible experience. The, the people there are wonderful to work with. The mayor is absolutely fantastic. Um, he's been running. He's, people just love him. And uh, I deal with him and the chief of staff mostly. And they uh, support the arts so well. And, and the community has really, you know, started to come out. But we get a lot of people from Staten Island to come to Woodbridge. It's, it's right there. <laughs> you know, and it's live entertainment. It was open before anything else was able to open. So the whole COVID thing was a whole wrench. But that's how I think we got a lot of additional traffic because there was nothing to do on Staten Island. And a lot of people from Staten Island were coming over the bridge because we were running. So once you see the theater, mm -hmm. you, you want to go back. It's a gorgeous space. Yes. Oh, it's a beautiful space. It's brand new. And uh, we, t we take good care of it. And it's run by the state. So it's, it was a great opportunity. So, I, so I'm there. And um, and not going anywhere because it's 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 doing really well. What was your biggest challenge wearing that hat when it comes to marketing and branding? Um, not your not your brand, but not my your other extended other brand. People, right. uh, what was the challenge besides COVID? I mean, COVID is the biggest challenge. That was just insane. That was just like a nightmare on Elm Street, part twenty seven. <laughs> um, but that was just two know, weeks. Oh, weeks. It was just it was terrible. Uh, we had to lay off a lot people and um we couldn't the budget it's just it was just a mess and then when we finally were able to reopen it was social distancing and every other seat and who was wearing a mask who didn't want to wear a mask and it was just a lot of insanity so that was definitely the biggest challenge from that point because from a marketing point you wanted to be the one to say okay we're opening but then people felt like you were killing the world by opening so you had to do it with white gloves and say, like, yeah. you know, so people would call me all the time and say, why are you open? And then you know, I'd be like, well, because the governor says we're allowed. That's who, who who's the boy. Right. <laughs> so that's it. So that's how it works. You want to come great. You don't stay home. Um, but it, it was definitely by far the biggest challenge because controlling a room like that and who does what, who coughed, who sneezed, who, who doesn't have that mask. It was hard. It was really, really hard because you can't police that. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was the biggest challenge, I would say. You were building out the new kitchen concept at the time too, right? Because you have curtains next door that's part of the theater and yeah. you have the whole dinner and a show opportunity over there. So. Oh, yeah. And and the, and the restaurant has evolved so much in a better way now. I mean, I think we've really uh, found our footing in there. We know what people want, what they don't want. We've added drag brunches, which are really, really fun. We have entertainment at night on Fridays and Saturdays that have a local following. Um, but we, we have, so it's definitely got some fun stuff. We know who our audience is. 
things. And, and I've heard from a number of people, you do private events there. So yeah. if organizations, mm -hmm. businesses are looking okay. to do lunch and learn, the yeah. different things, like you could rent the theater. You out. can rent the theater. We've, we've rented it out for a lot of like conferences. People will rent out the theater for the day because we have it, a great projector for the screen. So, and it, it's a perfect place to have. And then you can have a little, uh, you could do a lunch, you could do a breakfast, you could do a, a happy hour, whatever, right there. So it's an all-in-one. We just actually recently had one. It was like some sort of conference and they had different sessions. And they broke out and they put boots up and it was great. Yeah. Because the seats actually go back. So that room could turn into just- like Yeah, I've seen that. It's amazing mm -hmm. how it, the seats literally just fold up and actually collapse into right. themselves. It's not manual labor if someone's no. throwing seats down. Mm -mm. Take a button, it goes away. Yep. Exactly. It's awesome. I wish I had that button for you. <laughs> we do. It, he controls the mic volume over there. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. So coming up, we have the show in, in Atlantic City. April 15th, yeah. And then we also have different shows that are coming to the theater. Lots of shows. AvenilArts.com. Go to AvenilArts.com. We have a ton of stuff. And like you said, anybody who's on Staten Island, it is right over the bridge. And, and Staten Islands get preferential treatment, VIP passes, right? Yeah, it's ballet. Absolutely. Anything. That, right? yep. mm -hmm. We get it. We Ask for your name at the just door. Say, just yeah, say anything at the door. That's it. Say Angelina's name. Say, say you know we have that. To, listen, Angelina's name travels far. Believe me, he'll, <laughs> that, he'll tell you this. Well, you know she's opening uh, Angelina's Kitchen in Woodbridge. I didn't know that. Of yes, course they are. Why yep. wouldn't they yeah, be? God bless them. Yes, yeah, yeah. They're opening in Angelina's Kitchen in Woodbridge uh, November. Eat here. I'm going to text Vinny and say it took you long enough. Yeah, yeah. They just announced it at the uh, the state of the township. Oh, nice. So yeah, it was. Uh, but he's he's. It's already under. It's, it should be. It'll be by the end of the year. I'm sure it'll be fantastic. And, yeah. And, all the idiots from Staten Island are going to go there. I'll yeah. be one of them. I'll right. go there. Just yeah. Try. yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it really is. It's five minutes over the bridge. Yeah, it's quite so it's, it's easier to get to Woodbridge than it is to, from, you know, the South Shore I, to get to the North Shore. I say it all the time. From from Great Kills to uh, to the to Woodbridge to, to Avenel takes me 18 minutes. Mm -hmm. Okay. If I go from Great Kills to, let's say, the St. George Theater or to anywhere on base, it takes 45 minutes. It's just, Kill it takes it. forever because there's 9 million stop signs. Traffic. And the 25 mile per hour. <laughs> speed limit? Speed limit of which you get, right? I think, I think I, I, and it's so funny because I keep getting these tickets and my mother is like, why are you getting so many tickets? I'm like, I, I really don't drive that fast, but. <laughs> Clearly, you do. I know. I love when it says thirty-one miles per hour speeding. I'm like, really? <laughs> so you have all the uh, the big gay franchise, and what's your feelings and thoughts on? You know, we were talking earlier with like the Staten with uh, St. Patrick's Day parade, and still not allowing the Pride Center to walk. Like, how is this still going on in 2023? I don't understand. I really don't understand that. That to me is just, I mean, I, I'd be lying if I said I understand the whole story. I only know piece, bits and pieces from what I've heard. So, but it, it just, why? You know, it's like, aren't we past that? I think that it, it's disturbing when I see us go back so many spaces. You know, I think that uh, it's just, you would hope that. And, and I always felt like, even with my shows, you don't hit people off the head with messages like political messages or anything like that. I, I create comedy and what I feel like I was really able to successfully do was educate people better 
through comedy so that this way they do understand so that when someone in their family or some one of their friends they find out is gay, they can accept it better. And I just feel like at this point, if you, no matter where you live, if you, you have to know somebody who's gay. And if you don't, then th th that's a problem. And then, you know, it shows there should be a level of acceptance to, to wait. So to answer your question, I don't know who can actually sit and make that decision and not say that how that could offend one of their family members or friends that are in that situation. It, it, it's just sad in 2023 that we're still dealing with that, mm -hmm. especially when you look at Manhattan, you look at every other parade and they've mm -hmm. opened it up that one person could just make that decision to be so close-minded. Ridiculous. It's a bad look. Yeah. I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. No. Anyhow. No, just any parting words for people that are listening that would be interested in how to build their own self-brand. Okay. Oh, okay. That, a couple of tips. I got it. All right. Make it easier. Oh, thank you. Okay, I got you. Okay, so my tips would be then, um, first of all, you only live once. So you have to love what you do. You have to love your work. And if you don't love your work, then you have to find something that you love. You don't have to you like it all the time, but you have to love what you do. And I would say you have to take chances if that's what you want to do. So that would be my first thing because I just... It was something I wanted to do, and I because then you put two thousand percent into it, and when you really want something, you you do it. Um, and then I would say, from a creative perspective, uh, you write what you know. You write what you know. You write what you know. If if I'm talking to other creators who are also artists, you no matter what that form of artistry is, whether it be art or music or uh, acting or whatever writing, you have to do what comes from here, because if it comes from the heart, then it's real. And I think that's why my shows resonate so well with so many people because I am gay and I am Italian and this is all part of my life. What people sometimes have said to me, well, how, when are you going to write a straight show with straight people, like, like a straight themed show? And I'm like, well, that's what straight people could write because they, oh, they, there's plenty of them to go around to write those shows. <laughs> I've never been with a woman in my life, so why am I going to write about being in love with a woman? I don't know what that's like, right? So, 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 you know, so that's so that would be my my advice. Perfect. Well, thank you, and thank, thank you, you as always to our co-host Anthony Rapatrulo from PR Sidget and Mike Bloomfield from Techie Geek. Thank you, thank you. That's a wrap. Anthony Wilkinson again. Thank, thank you, you for having me. Daniel Parks, he got some water. <laughs> Only person you could have a billboard is this gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else don't buy it. I bring him. So like, uh, is the sound effects are great. <laughs>